Gospel according to St. John, the first chapter. John the Baptist saw Jesus coming toward him and declared, Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks ahead of me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but I came baptizing with water for this reason, that he might be revealed to Israel. And John testified, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I myself have seen and have testified that this is the Son of God. The next day, John was standing with two of his disciples, and as he watched Jesus walk by, he exclaimed, Look, here is the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. When Jesus turned and saw them following, he said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come and see. They came and saw where he was staying, and they remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. The two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah which is translated anointed. He brought Simon to Jesus, who looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You are to be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. The Gospel of the Lord. grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with all of you children. And I hope, no, okay, that's okay. <laughs> I hope that you listened very, very closely this morning to today's readings. And the one reading that I really wanted to ask you about is what do you think Jesus meant when he said, come and see? Come and see what? Come and see God, yes. And what else? Come and see where he stayed, yes. 
Come and see God. Come and see where he stayed. What else? My name's Kaylee. Diana, nice to meet you. Junior? He's six years old. He's seven years old. And have you all been baptized? Yes. 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 I had the worst nightmare ever. Dream about cupcakes eating a cupcake. You had a cupcake when you were baptized? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so when you were baptized, what happened? What does that mean? Uh, it means something like a guilt. No, it means it means you put water on the head. You put water on the head. What else? You're blessed by God. You receive a gift from God, and what is that gift? Grace and salvation. And what does all that mean? That means that you're blessed. You're blessed with love from everyone that you come across in your life. Your teachers, your parents, your caregivers. You're blessed with love. And what does the Lord ask us to do? To come and see how he loved. To come and see how he blesses so that we can also do what? Love others? Yep. And how do we love others? By being nice. Yes. Was Jesus nice? Yes? Okay. Showing respect. Very good. Yes, showing respect. And how else can we show love? By being nice, by showing respect. By caring. Yes. And was Jesus was Jesus caring? And did he have respect for other people? Yeah? Okay. So when the Lord says, come and see, the Lord means come and see how to love and that, I, and that the Lord loves you. And come and see how to be kind because the Lord is kind to you. And so if you were to say so to someone in school, they said to you, what do you do? Do you go to church on Sundays? You would say, yes. Great. And then what else could you say? Then you could say, come and see. Come to church with me. Right? And that would be helping spread the, 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 the love of the Lord. So the next time someone says to you, so why do you go to church on Sunday? What are you going to say? Come and see why. Because the Lord loves me and is kind to me. And respects me. So can we all say a prayer today? Can we all say a prayer? Let's fold our hands and bow our heads and pray to the Lord. Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you so much for asking us to come and see, to come and see your love, to come and experience your kindness and your respect, and teaching us to be kind and respectful of others, and to invite others to come and see the glorious, glorious grace that you give everyone. Thank you, O Lord, for our baptism, and thank you, Lord,
for all of the love that we experience in the world through our parents, through our teachers, through our pastor, and all of the congregation here. We thank you, O Lord, for these great abundant blessings. We thank you and we praise you. Amen. And we get snacks. Let's not forget the snacks. <laughs> Take one, okay. Will the acolytes like some, some snacks as well? You guys? No? Okay. Too old for snacks. So today, we begin with Isaiah. And Isaiah tells us who to expect, who is coming, who is coming. The Messiah is promised. And Isaiah says, it is to light a thing that you should be my servant to rise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the survivors of Israel. It's to light a thing. <laughs> so that is pretty amazing. And surely Isaiah is talking about God, about Jesus. Because God goes on to says, I will give you as a light to the nations that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. So about 3,000 years before Jesus came, Isaiah is talking about the coming of the Messiah. And we, we heard about the coming of the Messiah in Advent, Adventus arriving. And we heard about how the Messiah was to come, a baby, an infant, a fragile human being. A fragile human being that had to be cared for by his mom and protected by his dad. But Isaiah knew. He prophesied that this day would come, and it did. It is not a very light thing, really. It is too light, maybe, to just save the, the tribes of Israel. But for God, God wanted us to be part of his kingdom, wanted to give us salvation, and promised us a Messiah, and delivered. But notice that God gives us all this instruction too. As Jesus gave this instruction, proclaim salvation through the risen Christ to the ends of the earth. And we will be hearing about that in Easter during Pentecost before the Lord ascended to heaven. The Lord said to go and proclaim 
salvation to the ends of the earth. So not just Jesus was given this charge in Isaiah, but he also gave that charge to us. The proclamation of our Lord's place in the world was given in Isaiah. Kings shall be, see and stand up, princes, and they shall prostrate themselves. Truly, this is the king of kings. Even kings and princes bow to Jesus Christ because he is the anointed. Isaiah is telling us this purpose of who is to come and that the voice of the servant we will all listen to and hear because it's the voice of God. It is the voice of God in each one of us. The voice of God calling us to our own calling in our own lives. Just as Christ was called forth in the prophecy of Isaiah, we too are called forth in the prophecy of Isaiah, in the words of Paul, by the psalmist, and by John the Baptist. We are called forth by Jesus Christ himself. But what does that really mean to us, being called? We think of ourselves perhaps as just laity, not really having a call specifically. Well, that's just not true. You do all have a call. And Paul spoke of it. He told you in his reading today, 1 Corinthians, that he came and was baptized with the Holy Spirit. That John the Baptist saw the Spirit descend and remain on Christ, just like the Spirit descended and remained on you. Christ promised us an advocate, and that advocate is the Holy Spirit. But what Paul speaks of is the gifts that we are given by the Holy Spirit. Those gifts are given to us so that we may fulfill our calling. Are we all teachers? No. Can we all sing? No. If you've heard me, you know that. Can we all, are we all good prayers? Not always. Can we teach in the church? Can we teach outside of the church? Do we have a calling? Are we carpenters like Jesus and Joseph? Can we cook and feed people? All of these things were given to us as gifts. And when we were baptized, we were called together to share our gifts with one another. And if you notice, John says, Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And this is who Isaiah was calling. 
This who is who Isaiah was prophesying about. Jesus Christ coming. Proclaiming the light. But if you think back to Christmas, we celebrate the Epiphany. And what is the Epiphany? Is it the, really the revealing of Jesus Christ as Christ? No, not really. It's part of it. But Jesus Christ as Christ had been revealing all through Advent, through Christmas Eve and Christmas morning. And the first 11 days of Christmas. The Epiphany comes about when the Magi follow the star. And the Magi are Gentiles. The Gentiles were given a sign and led to the manger of Christ. The shepherds in the fields, the most, the most disrespected group back then, they were thought as very dirty and they were not welcomed in any town. The shepherds of the fields were invited by the angels to the side of the manger. The deplorables, the despicable ones of society were invited to the side of the manger. And this is who Christ calls. And Christ has continued to call. But what about this star that we follow? We all are called to follow this light. This light leads us to eternal light. This light is spoken of in Isaiah and through the psalm and through Paul and in John. The gospel says, John reveals to us the one who sent him to baptize with water said to him, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And John witnessed the Spirit descending and resting upon Christ. And then he knew. He knew that truly this is the Son of God. But what does that mean to us? That the Messiah is here. And the Messiah is before us. And the Messiah calls us. Well, really, we are asked to, just like Andrew and the other apostle, once we have been pointed in the right direction, we are asked to seek the Lord, to look for the Lord, to follow the Lord. Through all the trials and tribulations of our lives, continue to seek the Lord. And if you notice, the Lord turned to them and said, What do you want? What do you want? Not what can I do for you? What do you want out of this? Why are you following me? Why are you bothering me? And Jesus' answer was, Come and see. A very gentle way to get people to come and follow him. It wasn't by 
saying, um, you know, you're sinners, I'm here to save you. It's not to say that if you don't believe in Jesus Christ, you're going to go to someplace else. <laughs> it's to, to listen to what the Lord said. Come and see. Come and see for yourselves. Follow me. And every Sunday morning, each and every one of you, come and seize the Lord here. You come and engage. You come and you worship. You come and see the Lord every Sunday. But you also come and see the Lord when you pay attention to the Lord working in your life on the outside of this church, outside of this congregation. And with faith and trust in Christ, and faith and trust in this congregation to be your strength, to be your collective wisdom, you can go forth into the world and say to others, come and see. When someone is hurting in this world that you come across out in your, your travels, at your jobs, in your homes, in your neighborhoods, and someone says, what can I do? You can say to them, come and see. I think there's some help here for you. Because see, we are that light. We are the star in the sky. We are called to be a light together, a light that shines for all of those who suffer, for the deplorables, for the despicable, for the outcast, for the poor, for the hungry. We are called to be the one who says, come and see. And we may think that we don't have that kind of chutzpah, but you got to remember, the Holy Spirit is with you. We may be afraid, but the Holy Spirit is with you. Have no fear. And if you must fear, walk forward in Christ anyway. And He will protect you. But we are to be the light of the world. We are that star in the sky. We are the angels on the hills inviting the shepherds to the side of the manger. We are Elizabeth, and we are Mary, and we are Joseph, and we are Peter, and we are Andrew. And we are John the Baptist. Each and every one of us has been blessed with the indelible mark of the Holy Spirit. And not just a mark, but a deep, enduring, faithful blessing. And it is through this blessing of the Holy Spirit that we find our way we walk along the path that the Lord has given us. But we must continue always to seek and to look for God in the world. 
we must continue to look for God in the eyes of others. Look for Jesus Christ on the cross in the suffering of the poor and be their light. As we have been given a fabulous, amazing, awesome gift. We have been given the gift of eternal life and we have been also given a great charge by Jesus Christ himself to go to the ends of the earth and proclaim salvation for all humanity. And that may seem like a very awesome, powerful, out-of-this-world request. But our little patch of the world here in Pennsylvania that the Lord has given us, this little piece of earth, this, this neighborhood, this community, this, this county, this state, the Lord has blessed you with, every one of you, all of the resources, all of the people, all of the, the educators, all of the caregivers, you have been blessed by the Lord. And you individually have been given the gift of the Holy Spirit with certain discernible gifts to be shared with all people and starting with the people that surround you. So when you come here every Sunday morning, you bring back that light of the Holy Spirit back in to the church of the Lord. You come back into this congregation with each one of your lights and coming together to worship the Lord. You are rejuvenated. You are strengthened. You are loved. And you are sent back out into the world to be that light for those that are like Andrew and Peter, for those that are like the shepherds, and for those that are like the Magi. You are called, each and every one of you. We were having a discussion earlier this morning in Bible study about being called, and mention was about being called, you know, as laity, I'm just laity. No. You are a saint. Each and every one of you is a saint. Each and every one of you has been given the Holy Spirit and has been given a charge. Each and every one. My call is to be a pastor. Your call is to be a parent. Your call is to be a father, a husband, a wife. Your call is to be a cook, administrative assistant, to make the world, the fabric of the world, to continue to get strong. And not just strong in a secular way, but strong in Christ's way. To be Christ in the world as you type. To be Christ in the world as you cook. And to be Christ in the world as you build and hammer those nails. To be Christ present, being present 
is being Christ in the world, being present for others with the Lord's heart, being present with the Lord's light, being present with the hope of Christmas. In the hopes and prayers that the folks that come in contact with you, they too will have an epiphany like the Magi and will come and see that the Lord is good and faithful and will bless them too. So today's scripture really is a roundabout, a circular kind of a scripture when you put them all together. Isaiah tells us of the coming. The psalm celebrates the coming. Paul tells us the result of the coming, the Holy Spirit. And John tells us that the Messiah has come. Now it is up to each one of us in the grace that we have all been given to walk faithfully with our Lord in our call because you each have that call because you each have that Holy Spirit and may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ always be with you in all the steps you take throughout your life and know that the grace of the Lord will help you pray in words indescribable so that God will hear you every time you pray. Be the light in the world. Be the Magi. Be the angels inviting the shepherds. Be that star. Because that is your calling. In Christ's name, amen.